Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten. And I'm Marvin Williams. And today is episode 94, continuing our series on spiritual habits and rhythms. And today we're talking about my dramatic pause. The dramatic pause. Which hopefully was loud enough. So we're talking about silence in case I didn't say it loud enough. Which is, which is so, so countercultural to, um, to our, to our world and to our culture. It is. I mean, if we sat here even for 10 seconds in silence, everyone listening would feel awkward. It would be awkward. Yes. I would feel, I would (laughs) Like, is it time yet to start talking? And it's like, it's, you know, that, that awkward silence silence and pause when we're doing prayer around the table and you know you someone finishes praying and then the other person hasn't prayed yet and so we just kind of be quiet and are they going to pray are they not and mm-hmm. so that shows how uh sil- or awkward silence can be um so with that said what distracts you the most oh um probably tasks okay whether that is a growing, just the list of tasks, or maybe even worse, rolling around in my head. They seem bigger than um, they are. I would say, yeah, things that I have to do, which are also the things I feel like I want to get done, but they can also be a distraction to me too. Yeah. I think any kind of, um, <clears throat> excuse me, when I'm when I'm working, any kind of um, noise uh, kind of distracts me. And interestingly, Silence sometimes distracts me, which is this is one of these habits that I think I need. Um, lately, my granddaughter has probably well, been the greatest sure. distraction, but in a good way, in yes. a good way. Um, so I tell myself. And uh, and so I think there's this sense where we have noise and distraction and things and people pulling at our attention. Mm-hmm. And if we're not careful um, we will be pulled in every direction yeah. and we will get nothing done. And not only would we not get much done, but I think we might miss something that God has to say to us. So hence the reason we need to practice um, the habit of silence. And and again, we would both, both co-sign on this. This is a very difficult practice. Mm-hmm. It's not impossible, mm-hmm. But it's difficult because we're just simply not trained to be silent before God and to be silent with ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, We are trained to, while we're working, to have background music. Again, elevator music. How, how is it that we can't ride we can't, an elevator yes, in for silence? a minute and a half, right. <laughs> we need this background music or this elevator music. And so I think there's this sense where this is a super important, and, and again, we've not done We've not done all of these uh, these habits in the order of importance. Right. Um, and yet I would put this right up there as one that we need to practice and practice and practice because it's in the silence that I think we began to hear God speak to us. So, so how would we define silence as a practice? And we're going to probably go to our trusty friend, Mm -hmm. Adele Calhoun. So how would we define silence? Yeah. Silence is simply being with God and listening without interruption. Yeah. So it is about turning down the noise, actual sound, but it's, also, or maybe even more so, 
about a presence of heart, that being with God. Um, Because I imagine there are some of you who are thinking already, well, my life is never (laughs) silent. I could turn off all of the things that I have control of, but my toddler, yeah, yeah, you know, or my, there's, I don't even, this isn't something that I could even begin to entertain. There is always sound. And that's when I guess I would encourage you, okay, that, that may be true. And maybe the most contained time for you is when you're in the van with your kids buckled up in car seats and they're still jibber jabbering and talking. But is there a way to have silence of being with God? Yeah. Yeah. When you know they're safe, they're buckled in. Yeah. You're attentive to your driving, please. I guess <laughs> yes. I, should, I should throw that in. That is important. Um, silence ideally is the removal of sound, but it might also just be the, depending on your circumstance, a more of a state of being yeah, with yeah. God. Yeah. Adele uh, um, Calhoun also talks about it being regenerative. Mm. That is, it regenes us. It, it actually renews and re um, kind of regenerates our, our day or our moment. And again, that's again, so counterintuitive because we think that doing something is, you know, we is regenerative Mm -hmm. working out and all of those kinds of things. And yet doing nothing and being silent, actually, um, it, it, it actually helps us to listen better, listen better to God, listen better to ourselves. And in that, um, we are renewed and we are refreshed. We find brooks along the way as we're, as we're silent. So I love her. Um, I love her, um, her definition. Now you, you do something very, very interesting that I, I love and I've not done it very often, but the times that I've done it, mm-hmm. it actually, it actually makes a lot of sense to me. And it really does reshape my posture. You do something, uh, very, very yeah. interesting. What is that? So, um, in the mornings and part of this was influenced by emotionally healthy spirituality and emotionally healthy relationships where t- taking time for silence is a key part of the homework in between (laughs) class sessions, but it's fabulous homework. So that really is where I have learned to do this consistently. Um, But from, it was Emily P. Freeman, who's another writer that I like. She does a lot with spiritual direction. She had the idea and I found, have found it really to be helpful to pretend as if I'm holding a bowl. So I cup my hands in my lap and she actually has a real bowl, which you could do it with a real bowl, but I just cup my hands. Um, And then I'm sitting in silence. So I'm quieting my heart, quieting my circumstances around me. And this bowl in my lap helps me think, one, that I don't need to bring anything to God. This bowl is empty. Yeah, yeah. He's not looking for me to prove myself, Mm. to bring him anything, to make him love me more. I can just come with my empty bowl. And then also that that bowl is ready to receive Mm to receive what he is offering me for that day. Um, Sometimes it might be a thought, an encouraging word. Maybe it's a scripture verse, a truth that he's reminding me of. Sometimes, because I also don't want to over glamorize this habit of silence. Sometimes it is really just sitting in silence. Yeah, yeah. And just knowing God's here with me and that's enough. I don't need an inspiring word. I can just be with him and I know that he's here. Yeah. in in the silence so yeah the 
the imaginary bowl has yeah. been a helpful practice for me with this idea of silence. Yeah. Friends, listen, that, uh, again, that it's, it sounds simple, but it is very, very powerful. Mm-hmm. And it, it, you know, if you combined, you know, silence with the examine or, um, Lectio Divina, yeah. um, it would be interesting to maybe take a week and say, um, here is what I'm receiving from God. Write it down on a little sheet of paper and put it in the bowl. And you can look back over the week and say, this is what I received from God, either through his word, or this is what I received from God through other ways. And so, so whether it's an imaginary bowl or real bowl, I love this habit, um, that, that you're sharing because there, we, we need tangible things in our walk with Jesus to mm-hmm. help us to be reminded or to something that that helps us to get closer uh, to God. And so I love this. I, I love this. And, and it, it trains us to um, to actually be you know, silent before God. So where do, where do we find this? Now, uh, we, we, we see a, a number of scriptures where this shows up. Mm-hmm. So where, where do we find this in scripture? So one of those is a story, yep. a true story about Elijah. Um, it's found in first Kings chapter 19 verses nine through 13. Uh, just to give a little context, Elijah was having an amazing time and then crashing down. So he was just in a season where he just had this huge victory over the prophets of Baal. That is his own fantastic, uh, true story. So emotional high, so great. Then he's running for his life from (laughs) Jezebel. So crashing down in circumstances and he feels desperately alone. And now he thinks, I... In his mind, he's thinking, I'm the only one who's following God. I'm all by myself. He had this great victory, but now it's crashed down. He's his, he's just feeling terrible. And he's looking for an answer. And God, um, he's on a mountaintop. There's a wind. There's fire. There's these huge, big, loud circumstances that happen. But God wasn't in those things. Yeah. God comes to him. In a, in a low whisper. Yeah. And that's when he Love recognizes it. God's presence and God speaking to him was in the silence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we can learn some things from that. You know, sometimes we're looking for the big answer. Absolutely. We Absolutely. want the God to step yep. in yep. in big yep. dramatic ways and change. But what if he's, and we know he is right there. What if he actually wants us just to quiet ourselves and look for him in small ways and look for him in the quiet circumstances instead of just always looking for a big answer. Am, am I quiet enough or am I screaming, right, right. busting all around, trying to even look for him, doing good things perhaps, but am I taking time to just quiet like Elijah eventually did? Oh, yeah. There you are. You are with me. Yeah. And even, even part of that story, uh, and, and I love this story and, um, you know, you're retelling and reinforcing, reinforcing God being in the quiet and in the quiet, Elijah was able to hear that he wasn't the only one. Typically when we are in a difficult situation, we, um, there's a little bit of hyperbole, like I'm the only one mm-hmm. and I'm, and God reminds him in the silence that I have a whole group of people 
who haven't bowed down to Baal, who are faithful to me. And it is in the silence that we get perspective. Yeah. It is in the, those moments when there is no noise at all, where we are reminded that God is with us. And so, so there's this sense, as you mentioned, in the silence, um, not in the big stuff, but in those God's still small voice that in, in his still small voice reminding us uh, that he's present with us and that uh, and we're not uh, we're not by ourselves. Yeah. So I love that. I love that. There's um, another passage in Habakkuk 2.20 and um, and there's this sense where um, it says the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silent before him. Mm. So there's this sense where silence is sanctifying. It's reverent. Um, it is we are in the presence of God. And there are moments where I shouldn't be talking and I should just be quiet before God and recognizing I'm in a in the presence of a holy God. And so sometimes the... I think our jabbering, my jabbering, it 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 um it can be not irreverent in an immoral way, but it's like it's all about me and God, you know, listen to me, listen to me. And God says, No, I need you to be quiet long enough so you can hear what I have to tell you. And um and sometimes in prayer, um I'm I'm not asking God for anything. I'm actually, as you mentioned, cupping the, uh, cupping the bowl, receiving today mm -hmm. and listening and getting my orders uh, and the agenda from him as opposed to me kind of setting the agenda for the day. And so there's a holiness to silence um, as as well. Um, we see all this. We see all we see this also in Jesus's life as well. What what is what do we see Jesus doing often? Yeah. It's in several scriptures, but one in particular highlights Luke five sixteen says that Jesus withdrew. Yeah, and we see them him doing that at multiple different times. Sometimes it's withdrawing from the crowd. He, I mean, he didn't have his to do list done, or there were <laughs> plenty of people telling him there were things that he needed to get done yeah. or do in that moment, and yet we see him withdraw. Um, we see him prioritizing that at the beginning of the day as well in other parts. So that was definitely this practice of getting away and being silent with God was something that Jesus did. I think too, there are some familiar passages like Psalm 23. Yeah. Um, he, that he leads us by still waters Yeah. yeah. or John 15, where John, where Jesus says, remain in me. Yeah. You know, the opposite of remain could be being busy and yeah. buzzing all around. Absolutely. But no, we're to remain. So, we do see all throughout scripture, this call and this reminder to be still yeah. is another one. Be yeah. still the and Ma know. The Mary and Martha story. I, yes. Yeah. Martha's so, busy and, and Mary is sitting at his so feet. So it's definitely related to slowness, which we've yep. talked about before, but there is something about just silence, removing the noise, removing the distractions and just being with God. So why is this such an important habit? Um, and we probably could talk about why is this such an important habit along with why is this such a difficult habit? Mm -hmm. So why is it important? And maybe, maybe the, we, we change the order of that. Why is it so hard? And then why is it so important for us to practice? Well, I think we are addicted to noise. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, 
you mentioned it, you know, whether you just have the news going on in the background or something playing in your earbuds, you know, I have actually just recently tried because I was even finding myself, I love listening to podcasts. And so I have a little routine in the morning on my walk where I do the Lectio 365 app. And then I listen to Annie Downs read that day's <laughs> gospels. Right. But I was getting in the habit because I love to check things off of starting other podcasts and just listening to something, good things. But I thought, well, what if, Carolyn, you just walked and didn't have something going? Whoa, wait a minute. I know. No, n- nothing in your ears. Also, listen to nothing. Along with the new hands-free law with driving, there have been times when, you know, the podcast that I'm listening to has run out and then I'm like, I can't pick up my phone and pick another one right now. Oh, again, what if you just sat while you're driving attentively and it has really been, it has been powerful, even in those moments like, yeah, you know, whether my heart turns towards praying for others yeah. or whether it is just being with God and noticing if I'm out on a walk, the beauty of what's going on around me. Yeah. There is a peacefulness which comes when I turn off the noise. Yeah. Even good noise. Yeah. And and again, we you mentioned we've mentioned it already. It kind of settles the inner noise and mm-hmm. and sometimes silence is more of a posture, a state of being than actual you know, um, silencing the noise around us. There are, as, as you mentioned, young mothers who simply can't turn off the crying baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so what does it look like to, uh, do that internally? Um, and I think, you know, again, we notice more in silence, as you mentioned, uh, it's an invitation to deeper prayer. Um, yeah. as you, uh, as you also mentioned, again, it gives us more access to God in deeper ways. I think as we are silent, just like, just as we're silent before him, just like Elijah, he had access to God in deeper ways when God, uh, when it was silent and he was able to hear God a little bit more carefully. And so, so those are some of the, some of the, the, the whys behind. So, um, so how do we do this? Yeah. How, how do we begin to practice silence? Well, and this is a practice we need to practice because <laughs> it doesn't come easy. And I would encourage you, if you've not done this before and you try it twice and you think, my mind never stopped, that that's okay. You'll get, but it is a practice that takes practice because we are so addicted to noise and so addicted to our minds just going, 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 going. I have Alan Iverson in my mind talking about practice. Okay, (laughs) that's exactly what I mean. Uh, One just very practical thing I heard it um, said with those distracting thoughts is just to kind of view your mind like a river. Hmm. And so when those distractions come into your mind, you know, you're trying to sit there and not, and only be thinking about God's presence. And then all of a sudden you're thinking about the things you need to put on your grocery list. Like just say, okay, I see you flour and baking soda, you know, and then just as if it's a box or something floating down the river, let it pass right on and out of your mind. Yeah. Um, Or if it's, maybe it's a person who comes to mind. Sometimes these things are God- Um, bringing someone to mind that we can be praying for, that we can be reaching out to, but okay. uh, My sister, I'm thinking about her. Yep. I will, I will come back to that. Maybe you have a little notepad. You're right. Jotting things down. Here's the fun thing though, is when you are returning, when you um, are returning to that state of silence, he's right there. Yeah. He's ready. And so you get the the benefit of returning to God every single time instead of thinking yeah. like, oh, love it. Love it. I messed up again. Yep. 
Yeah. Nope. You get another opportunity to join God in this silence in his presence. Yeah. I think another, um, a couple of others we, um, we've mentioned in other episodes, whether it is uh, a breath prayer, um, just simply a breath prayer, you know, um, Jesus, you are with me Mm -hmm. and, or, um, I will remain in you today. Something along those lines of breath prayer uh, is very, very helpful. Silent retreat. And that, again, that is... An extended you, you, yeah, time of yeah, silence. Yeah, you probably want to practice the the two minutes of silence, like at the beginning of your prayer time. I would not recommend, if you've never practiced silence, and say, oh, this weekend I'm going on a silent retreat. I probably wouldn't recommend that. Uh, again, starting small. Mm-hmm. And then as you start small, what will end up happening, you will build um, from the smallness to something a little bit more. And, um, and a silent retreat is one of those things that I think could be extremely helpful, whether it is a half day or whether it is an entire day where you're practicing, uh, silence. And, uh, and that is truly being silent throughout the entire time you're, either at a retreat center or you're deciding to do it at home Mm -hmm. is truly being silent throughout that entire day um, or the time that you're, you're on the retreat again, super, super, um, you know, just countercultural for us. But, but the ones that I've done, they've been very powerful um, when, uh, when I have done them. Agreed. Agreed. So what can we believe about God, ourselves and others from this practice of silence? Yeah. God speaks in the silence. Um, And I know that sounds counterintuitive that um, that silence is silence. And yet God (laughs) says, I I am going to speak loudly in the silence. And if you would just trust me and um and quiet the noise the noise of your heart the noise around you you'll be able to hear me a little bit better and so god loves to speak in the the moments of silence in our mm-hmm. lives mm-hmm. and and it, this is one of those where we can follow jesus example yeah. of withdrawing and if it's good enough for jesus it's good <laughs> enough for me I'll, I'll i'll stand by that uh and then because i have personally seen the benefits um of this practice, I, I would just encourage you to, to step into it and to keep practicing it. Yeah, it is yeah. one, as I said, that takes practice. So don't get discouraged if you think you're just not good at it. Yeah, it yeah. does take time, um, but it is worth persevering in. And um, and then just the, the peace and the calmness that it brings throughout your day when you are taking that time just to step to remove those distractions and to focus on God's presence. It is incredibly powerful. Yeah, love it. Well, friends, thank you for joining us. If you have never rated or reviewed the podcast, would you take a moment to do that? That helps other people find the Believe Podcast, and we would love to share it with as many as possible. 